Lord, we thank you for who you are. You're the Alpha, the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. There is nothing in this world without you. Your word says that you framed everything with your mouth. So, Father, we thank you that man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The revelation, the pure, unadulterated, unashamed gospel of the kingdom. So, Father, we just bless you this morning. Lord, we pray for our faith. Father, we thank you that we came here because we believe. We didn't come here because of whatever, but we came here to receive something fresh from you, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that you have your way this morning over the hearts, the ears, the minds, the imaginations of those who are listening. I pray for their success. Father, I pray that you would speak something that would challenge us, cause us to rise up and cut a different track. In the beautiful name of Jesus, someone say amen. amen. Someone say hallelujah. And if you love the Lord, why don't you high five a couple of people around you? Yep. Hey, let's, again, let's just put our hands together for the Lord. Yep. God, we'll try that again. Hey, let's put our hands together for the Lord. Let's give God some praise. And have a seat. Have an Hey, welcome to the house of the Lord. If you're here for the first time, um, let's just put our hands together for our first time uh, visitors. Okay, we'll do. Let's, come on, guys. Do. <laughs> Man. Do you remember when you first came to the church? You remember? Yeah, it was hard, eh? So when someone's new, make them feel welcome. Don't uh, put be a stumbling block. So let's put our hands together for the first time visitors. Let's welcome them. Um, it is great to have you here today. Welcome to Destiny Church. The most famous church in all of New Zealand, um, with a famous leader at the helm. Yes, Jesus, but a quick second, Apostle Brian Tamaki. And um, yeah, welcome. I wouldn't want to be, and I say this with respect, there's no other church that's called for me. Um, there's no other place I'd rather be than in a church that isn't really a bunch of sheep but more so a pride of lions. You know, um, Jesus talks about fish and this and that, and we elevate and we become sheep. Well, Destiny Church isn't a flock of sheep. Turn to a neighbor and go, bah. This ain't a flock. This is a pride of lions. And lions roar. We don't go, nah. You know, um, and there's a big difference and I love what Jesus, how he's coming back. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back, see the word says, with a sword that comes out of his mouth. That's a fire blazing sword like a flamethrower, white hair, and bright as the sun. He's coming back. The Bible describes him as the lion of the tribe of Judah. So how accurate is it for us to say we are lions? I love the sin destiny. Man, up. we used to say this in the early days. We're not raising kittens, raising lions to eat the kittens and the dogs. Oh, okay. I remember saying that. It was a very cutting-edge uh, statement many years ago now, seven years. Offended half the, uh, the uh, people in attendance because they're associated with one of those animals. But you and I in the house of destiny in Christ, we associate with lions. Turn to your 
Now you've been going, not that type of lying. A different line. Yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah? You glad to be here this morning? All right. I'm just having a chat. Now we get into some preaching. But um, again, it's really important how you see yourself. Okay, it's really important. You can see yourself as a lamb or you can see yourself as a lion. One's better than the other. They're both still good, but one's better than the other. Is this all right? If you were to go into a fight, do you want to go in with little lambs? Or I want to, I want to make sure I've got a pack of lions with me. Is this all right? In the battle of life that we all go through, do you want to go through as a little lamb? Get your tail cut off. Someone eats it. Get docked. Oh. Dags hanging out. Or do you want to go through as a lion, ruling and reigning? Jesus has given us the victory. We don't need to be a lamb anymore. We can walk through life as a lion. But anyway, that's just my 50 cents there. More than 50 cents, eh? That was more like $1,000. All right, okay. My wife's telling me, hey, hurry up. Okay. What is the word today? Well, God's purpose for you. Someone say, my purpose. Big topic, this one. Purpose identity, some of the biggest um, questions are around purpose. Why am I here? What am I meant to be doing? Those key questions there, uh, if you don't know it, will become very problematic for you. Problematic. Um, you know, these are the big questions. And so this is the big answer to those questions. What am I meant to be doing in my life? What career do I choose? Who do I marry? Where do I, where do I go? Uh, what do I do with my skills, my talent? All of that is wrapped up in your God-given purpose. Someone say purpose. And so purpose is vital. Purpose means, uh, I got it from the dictionary here, have as one intention or objective. Okay, that's one of the definitions. It's an objective. Another version of it is the reason for which, which something is done or created or for something to exist. Someone say my purpose. Far too many people in our community live a life without purpose. A lot of us here, before we came to Christ, we had no purpose. We were aimless. We had no direction in life. We didn't know what we're doing. We had no reason. You didn't know your why. Someone say, my why. And so, uh, for us in the house, and those who have Christ, this should never be an issue. Okay? No one in this church should not know their purpose. You shouldn't be walking around life aimless, wondering, just... Just sort of like chucking your attention at anything. That's a person who doesn't live with purpose. When you live with purpose, you know where your time goes. You know where your energy goes, where your money goes, where your talent, uh, where your resource, uh, what has your attention. When you don't know your purpose, you just do anything. Sometimes bad things, sometimes good things, all, all, all types of things. It doesn't matter for the topic I'm talking about. But when you know your God-given purpose, it brings, it brings clarity. It brings accuracy. It brings a focus of your mindset. So you're not wandering around. I'm too busy on my purpose. I can't get mentally ill. That's all right. I'm too busy on my purpose. How's your week, Pastor? Like, it's amazing. When you live in your purpose, it's always amazing. It's hard, but it's always amazing. God's things are for you to come up. 
His ways are better than ours. He has a plan in the future. And so when I live in Christ and I know my purpose, it changes the game. Changes everything. I remember having no purpose. I recall for quite a while ago, 20 plus years, not knowing who I was, not knowing what I was meant to do. So I was doing anything. Play rugby, go to the pub, drink most days, waste all my weekends because I was drunk and under the influence. Why? Because I didn't know my purpose. Someone say my purpose. So this one here is really important, church. You've got to grab this. This word is an eternal word. This is for eternity. This is for you to pass into your children. Your children don't have to go through life trying to figure it out. Trial and error. The Bible says a good father leaves an inheritance for his children. I'm giving my children an inheritance of purpose, an inheritance of identity, an inheritance of what to do with your life. So my children, they know to serve in the house of the Lord. That's part of their identity. That's part of their purpose. They're going to know their gifts and talents in the house. And that's whom they serve, Christ. Is this right? Purpose is really key. Just my warm-up there, right? It's my why, my ambition, my life's work. It's the reason to live. It drives me. It's why I do what I do. Because woe to the person who goes through life without a why and a know what they're doing. We become like a tumbleweed, tossed to and fro, thrown around, around by circumstances and situations, winds, and you know what I mean? But when you're purpose-driven, bring on any storm. It doesn't matter. When you're purpose-driven, you have peace in your heart. You know that I can be in the storm, but the storm isn't in me. And so I work, walk and work with purpose all the time. 24-7, my mind's on purpose. It's on the cause. So purpose can be defined as many different things. But it's the crux of it. It's the reason. The reason why you're born. Why am I here? This is humanity's biggest question, one of them. One of the biggest questions. Why am I here? Some people think they're going to get reincarnated and come back again and all this sort of stuff. Some people are going to get turned into a snake and a zebra. Oh, I don't know, man. Some other religions are different. But when you know your purpose, it, it just realigns you. And so um, when I was thinking about this word this week and the Holy Spirit was touching my heart and some of the things uh, during the week, some of my interactions with God and my own relationship, and there was a few different things I was going to speak about. One of them was um, private victory uh, before public victory, and then it was purpose, And but this just kept drumming in to this week, and I was thinking about it. Why? Why this word, Lord? It's obvious. People don't know their why. People spend a lot of time wasting their time. You have 168 hours in the week. You don't get to save up some for next week. It's gone. Your 168 hours last week, gone. And where you spend your time and you invest, because your time's your life, okay? That's your life. You're, you're, you're here on earth for a lifetime, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how long that is. God knows. He knows the, the days and the weeks and all that sort of stuff. But you have a certain lifespan where God has put something in you that needs to be expressed in the earth for your time, for your season, for your family, for whatever it is, for here in the church, for here in Hastings, for here in the Hawke's Bay region and our nation. There is a gift and a deposit God has put in you to be expressed 
via your purpose. Someone say, I have a purpose. So this is awesome. This here is what I feed on. I'll share some scriptures and it'll all marry up what I'm saying. I'm just sharing from my heart because this is something I'm passionate about. When I grabbed onto this as a 20-year-old, my whole life changed. Man, it, it just shifted. Drugs and alcohol dropped. I didn't even have to try and do that. It was one prayer done. Gone. Poverty gone. And the purpose took, my, took the place and fire and faith and the Holy Spirit. And so that's been driving me for 20 years, the DNA of our apostle. And so if I can share without being arrogant, it's easy. <laughs> no, it's probably the wrong word. It's simple. I don't know how people struggle in the Christian faith. This is not even in my notes. I don't know how people struggle. And I can sympathize and understand how they can. But when I got converted to Christ and I had a experience and, and a deep uh, devotion that I had for 20 years, there's no way I could go back. There's no way I can go back to a life of no purpose, a life that's aimless, that's causing havoc in our city and, and in my family, family's life and my children's life. You know what I mean? Nothing compares to a life of purpose. Love what David said, for the scores I was born. I know why I'm born. You understand? For the scores I was born. Even Jesus knew his purpose. And I'm just spraying out some in this five-minute introduction. Even Jesus knew his purpose to the point where he knew he had to die. He knew he had to die. He had to die for us. He was always going to come back to life because you can't kill God. But anyway, Joseph went to prison. Everyone say purpose. Miracles, they have a purpose, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> is this all right? Purpose, someone say, I have a purpose. Yes, yes, so my choices, my decisions are simple. They are done. I don't have to overthink. I don't have to wreck my brain, what am I going to do? No, no, just tithe, first fruit offer, advance the kingdom. Wow, that's simple. I don't even have to study. Okay, You can study if you want. I'm not saying you shouldn't study. I've got to study the DNA, but purpose directs my life. Purpose, it's the reason, it's the why. Even here this morning, you came here, so my question would be, what's your purpose for being here today? Why are you here? Why are you here this morning? Because your mum said, your dad said, because trying to find Jesus, which is cool. I'm not, yeah. Is that cool? Purpose. Someone say purpose. My why. And so there's also unfulfilled purpose. People that never get their purpose expressed. And they go to the grave. All their gifts, all their talents, all their dreams, all their aspirations. They go to the, to the grave dying, full of potential, full of purpose, because they didn't have a shot. They didn't have a go at it. They didn't take, take shot when they had the gun in their hand, in their lot, you know what I mean? They didn't have a go. And so they go to the grave with unfulfilled purpose. I don't want to be like that. I want to go to the grave empty. I want to go to the grave having unleashed every gift, every talent, now every little mission that God had on my path. I want to have that all out on the table. So when I go to the grave, I did everything. So that when I stand before God and he says to me, what did you do with what I gave you? I can say I did it all. You should have given me more, Lord. No. Oh, sorry. 
Oh, sorry. Too early for cheeky faith? Too early. Go back down. Keep my faith. I told you I'm a lion, not a kitten. Back to kitten. Jesus, no. Is this all right? You're allowed to have a laugh in the church. God invented laughter, okay? In case you want, no, it's demons. It's not demons. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm always happy. My face might not say it, but, you know, I'm working on that. But I'm always happy. Always ready to go. Always uh, ready to have a laugh. So turn to an neighbor and go, let's have a laugh. Oh, let me. My watch wants to come off. I can stay there then. All right. Where's our scriptures? Someone say purpose. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Um, can I bring it up? Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. This is what it reads. Then God blessed them. Actually, I'm going to read from 27. So God created man in his own image. Okay, just in case you don't know, you're made in the image of God. And the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Woman was pulled from the man's rib. Got that? Just to clarify any doubt, in case someone's trying to indoctrinate you. Then God blessed them. Someone say bless. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea. That means work on your fishing. Okay, no. Too early for faith, right? Cheeky faith. Over the birds of the air, is that mutton birds? And over every living thing that moves on the earth, that's motorbikes. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Back. No? Someone say purpose. Some key things God's telling you there. Do you know God's telling you something? He's saying to you, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth, take dominion. That is part of your purpose. You're meant to rule and reign. Someone say rule and reign. You have to come out of surviving and start to experience and demonstrate thriving. That is part of your purpose. You're meant to elevate. This is God's original. He blessed them. What did he say? Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. They're a different type of human, but catch what I'm saying. There's a part of your purpose where you're called to rise up, to rule and reign. Jesus had, when he came into the earth, he came with a revolutionary power and force of the kingdom to bring some change. Everyone say change. He didn't come to, uh, so we could all have pre-meetings and um, sing songs. We do those things. But he came to bring rulership. He came to bring some kingdom and add to all the other uh, layers of the men of God and the prophets and all that that came before him to add to that dynamic so that you and I have an example. Someone say example. All right, wonderful. Okay, next scripture. I'll read some scriptures, then we'll have a chat. Actually, now slow down there. Fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. And what? Take dominion. Dominion means to rule and reign. It means to be the head, not the tail. It means to be above and not beneath. To be the head and not the tail. When you're the tail, you're going to get wagged through life. When you're the head, you tell the tail what to do. Tail wag. Okay, don't wag. Wag now. Don't wag. You know what I mean? The head is in charge. 
God has an in-charge purpose and mandate for you. You're called to be in charge. You're put into the earth to be in charge. Isn't that awesome? This is where we get the takeover spirit from. We're called to take over. Someone say, I'm called to take over. I love what we, man, I'm not here to take sides. I'm here to take over. That's part of your purpose. Your purpose isn't just to attend a church and be happy. It doesn't say there, God bless them and say, go to church, be happy. It doesn't even say church. Anyway, that doesn't mean don't go to church. But Someone say amen. Are you excited? I'm excited to be here, are you? Can I unleash? Can I like dump a big, I was gonna, can I say this? Dump a big fat one on your forehead. <laughs> Whatever your imagination, that's yours. Boom! I want to drop the axe. Atomic bomb. That's a better ex- explanation. What's a <laughs> Woo! God has far greater for you and I, church. You think you're, you're, you think you've reached it? You think you've reached the higher levels of Jesus? You're still struggling. You're still trying to get the scraps of life. When God says, rule and reign, take dominion, have multiple income streams, buy a house, give someone a house, give someone a car, give someone a motorbike. God has far more for you when you walk in his purpose than when you try and figure it all out by yourself. Okay? Let's go on. Amen. Take over. Someone say take over. I've got to stay here. When I first came back, a pastor of the biggest church in Hastings, it's out Havelock, he said, uh, why are you here? I went, it's simple. This is my answer. It's simple. What is it? I'm here to take over. He just went, great, I'll move over. I said, awesome. That was easy. Shook his hand. Thank you. Take over. Is this all right? Cheeky faith. Someone say cheeky, Someone say cheeky faith. Sometimes you've got to say little statements like that for your faith. Because you get it, eh, when I say that. You know, I go to the um, mayor when I first had a, went into her um, room. And then we talked about man up. So what, what are you trying to do? My God, can I share without being too around the bush? Yeah, share. I'm here to take over, mayor. She, she just laughed. Great. I went, it is a high five. We need to do man up in the council. We do. And then the Antichrist kicked in and the lower management didn't let us in. But anyway, you yeah, still got to take over. Someone say take over. Take over. You're not called to just do a job. To go to work. Ah, oh, just me and my family are going to be happy. That's, that's a byproduct of the kingdom. I'm always happy. Even when I'm grumpy, I'm happy. And then they say, what? How does that work? I'll share that later. But um, let's, let's read the Bible. Matthew chapter 20. What's our next scripture? Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. It's in the New Testament. So someone say take over. Matthew chapter... Sorry, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. Let's read the other scripture. This is what it reads. I read from 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them. Okay, just a real tip right there. God's speaking to you. Just listen. Okay. When his delegated authority speaks uh, to you, and he's speaking through them, listen. Let's carry on. 
all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Uh, let's just put our hands together for that. So now we're in the New Testament. The purpose is the, still the same. He's talking about now, go out there and flood the earth. doesn't matter if you're Indian, Punjabi, Yugoslavian, Russian, Maori from Kimberley, uh, English fella, Irish fella, what else, Spanish person, woman, male, it doesn't matter. Jesus right there was helping the team, this is your purpose. Someone say, this is my purpose. You want to get hooked on your purpose. And so part of the purpose is really simple right there. That's the Great Commission. It's to go out and make God's ways, our ways, their, everyone else's ways. <laughs> this is all right. What does it say? Teaching them to observe all things. I've, teaching them the DNA. Teaching them we love the Lord. Teaching them we tithe. We offer. We stay planted. We're under apostolic authority. Teaching them those things. Is that all right? That's part of our takeover mentality. We go with the psychology of the kingdom. We go with a mindset that's engaged on what we're doing. We don't just go and, what do you do? Having a cup of tea. It's not really just a cup of tea. Have a cup of tea. Have a coffee. Whatever. But it's bigger than that. When you're walking in purpose, everything changes. We're very intentional. Is this all right? Let's go to the next scripture. Matthew, uh, Matthew 12. Back a couple. Matthew 12, 28. That's where it is. Matthew 12, 28. Matthew 12, 28. This is what it reads. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Hmm. What's that got to do with purpose? Everything has to do with purpose. Casting out demons is part of the purpose. It's part of the kingdom. The kingdom comes upon you. You and I are called to bring kingdom, rule, and reign. Sometimes that's casting out demons. Sometimes that's engaging in psychological um, wrestling and warfare with another person. So don't be afraid of the conflict. Don't cower away. If it's heated, if your mum's trying to tell you that, that um, Buddha and Allah are God, jump in there and have a fight. Not a fist fight. Challenge. You know, I mean, you just be wise. Well, you heard the word last week, be wise or just bring thunder. <laughs> Up to you. Up to you. You can bring the kingdom in different ways. Matthew 16, verse 18. I've got a few scriptures, team. Matthew 16, verse 18. This is what it reads. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Part of our purpose was always the church. Someone say the church. The church is the only thing God is building. He's not building a business. I'm sorry to say, he's not even building your whanau. But when you're planted in the church, you get that covering, that spiritual covering, because that is what God is building. He said it there. I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It's the only thing that has a special protection against 
hell against um, demonic forces of the church. It doesn't mean that you won't have demons if you're in the church. It just means that you have more likelihood of succeeding in your God-given purpose in the church than if you're trying to be a Rambo doing your own thing. And so when you know your purpose, you know the DNA, you know God's thoughts about the church. I mean, Jesus died for the church. When someone attacks the church, don't be afraid to throw an attack back. Your church is a cult, excuse me. Oh, what, are you offended? No, no, no. I'm, of course I'm offended. But you don't have to be offended what I'm saying. To push back. Punch back. With, okay, with words. <laughs> Punch back with words. Make sure it's not swear words. Punch back with the right words. Punch back with the DNA. Punch back with purpose. It's the only thing Jesus is building, brother. Did you know that? Matthew 16, verse 18, read it. Read your Bible properly. Say that to them. You have twisted the Bible. I suggest you come under spiritual authority. Why? So you stop twisting things. Because that's a sign of being demonically possessed. Start to say it. Here, person will start going, oh, oh, I don't have demons. Yes, you do. But you can be free from them. Is this all right? Confront them. Confront them. No, you know, find out. That's why the smoking, the drugs, the gambling, all demonic behavior. Come to the church. Be demon free. I am. Say that. It's all right. You're gonna, they're going to hate you. They're going to say something harsh. Sorry, I can't listen to you anymore, uncle. Why? You're being used by Satan. And I don't listen to people who are used by Satan. I love those people. I follow those who are used by Christ. I say in my prayer time, God, use me. Not demons, use me. <laughs> I don't say that. I say, God, use me. Watch out, demons. I'm awake. And I get out of bed. Ooh. All the alarm bells in hell go, ding, ding, ding. He's awake. Yeah. Every now my wife goes, what are you doing? I get out of bed. I'm awake now. Watch out, Satan. Better run. Is this right? Run to those in the church who are easy to pick on. Because I will beat you up in the spirit. Just, I'm just giving you your language. Anyway, we're meant to read the Bible. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Someone say purpose. Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Right there, that's a hardcore purpose statement. If you're not chasing kingdom, what are you chasing? It's not worth it. I don't chase anything, career, money, what else? Um, women, men, uh, farming, sorry, this just came out. Fishing, diving, that comes secondary, actually third or fourth, somewhere in the list, against kingdom. Christ, kingdom, and the church, top priority. When I don't feel like it, top priority. When um, I've had a bad day, top priority. When uh, it's Monday, top priority. Sunday, top priority. Kingdom is what I live for because, and that's part of my purpose. Did you read the scripture there? Do you want to know a master key right there? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and what? All these things shall be added to you. 
all the things you're chasing, stop chasing them. Chase purpose, and those things will come to you. A motorbike will just come to you. A house will come to you. That doesn't mean don't apply for homes. It just means priorities. When you have a purpose-driven life, you know your priorities. I know where I need to be on a Sunday all the time. doesn't matter if I don't want to be. I'm there. Boom. I want to be there. I know where I am when I'm meant to be doing man-ups, all that sort of stuff. Why are you not in there? Jump in. Just go hard. Amen. John chapter 4, verse 34. John chapter 4, verse 34. This is what it reads. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and f- to finish his work. Okay, purpose. That's part of the purpose. Purpose. Everyone say do his will. That's what I'm called to do. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I'm an outworker of God's purpose. Got that? Someone say, yep, I got it. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. You and I here, church, have been sent. So put your hands together for that. And so part of your food, which is the thing you feed yourself on, is to do the kingdom to do the purpose. And so you've got to be challenged. That's why preaching's here. Sometimes to challenge us. What's the purpose of preaching? To get revelation, to realign ourselves. Because uh, in the original sin, man wanted to do what man wanted to do. And that just blew the whole thing. Blew it. And so we've got to realign. Someone say, my food. Fano, there's plenty of food. There's no food shortage. Nobody wants to eat it. (laughs) Everyone looks like they're in crack in the spirit. When you're meant to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, boom. Yeah, in the spirit, you've got crack legs. You know what crack legs are? Have you ever seen a person with crack legs? Now you're probably going to go, look at your thing. I'm giving you a street hood definition. Have you ever seen, see there's, there's um, oh, ever since methamphetamine, there's some funny body shapes out there. <laughs> that, that real skinny up top, bit of a puku, and crack legs. You know what crack legs are? If you have any one you know that's on meth, have a look at their legs. What's it got to do? What am I talking about? Someone say food. See? When you're high on purpose, see, drugs and alcohol and all that, it's a counterfeit of this high. Um, I'm more out the gate than someone on crack. Do you understand that? Yeah, man, I will do things that they won't even think of. <laughs> uh, although I do try and take some of their ideas. No, no. Some of their ideas are pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Way off topic. What are we talking about? There's no better high than living in the purpose of God and the blessing. That is the crux of that. Crack legs. They have no form. They're like sticks. You ever seen them? Yeah, all the time when I see people with a crack walk across the garden. Look at those crack legs. Not judging, but you just can't help. Especially when brother or sister's going. Chewing bubblegum. 
I'm sharing this so you, you know. Because ours is to help that person. Ours is to free them. Be out at the window. Brother, come to Jesus. That'll be fun, eh? Try it today. See what they say to you. <laughs> Have you already tried it? When I first got saved, we used to drive around. I was working as a social, or not first got saved. When I was in Auckland, I was a social worker. And we'd drive around in the company cars. Me and my mate. My mate was in another church. And we'd always see druggies. You know, ladies, um, you can tell they had babies. So we'd always, so I'm just shooting. We'd always um, yell out, sister, go home, look after your kids. Say no to drugs. We knew them. Um, what's the point of that? But we'd go around trying to evangelize really loud out our car. You need Jesus, you know, and all this sort of stuff. And Did it work? Not really. It didn't work. It got us into some heated arguments. But better to have a go and try and win someone's soul than just watch them go to hell. Okay, well, we have topic. Someone say purpose. What scripture are we reading? My food. Yes, there's plenty of food. Last scripture, Luke chapter 12, 48. Luke chapter 12, 48. This is what it reads. Is that right? Luke chapter 12, verse 48. I think I wrote that wrong. Let's read. Ah, yes, it is. But he who did not know, yet committed things deserving of stripes, shall be beaten with few. This is the crux here, this one. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. To whom much is given, much is expected. Church, you've been given purpose. You've been given Christ. You've been given the kingdom. You've been given the keys to the kingdom. You've been given this marvelous revelation of who you are, carrying God and this and that. You have to start unleashing, start um, unloading into our community, start pushing back. Hence why we're doing political stuff. Hence why we do manum. Hence why we're in the prison. Hence why we're everywhere. Hence why we're doing business. Hence why in our youth we have an AA culture, abstain from drugs, sex, and alcohol. Sex until you're married. No more drugs and alcohol. That's the culture of the kingdom. The alternative is a counterculture. But <clears throat> um, when you're being given these things, you have to share it. Sometimes it's, you know, nerve-wracking at first. When you're a, uh, what do we call them? A baby Christian. can be nerve-wracking. But you get some wisdom, eh? You come up and you have a go. You have a go at running the whānau hui. You go, nan, koro, auntie, uncle. I'm going to run the whānau hui. Okay. Before we start, I'm going to pray for us. And you have a go. Everyone say amen. amen. You get, you know, you put it in there. You have a go. You bring peace in the situation. You throw it out there. Is this all right? Because you're walking with purpose now. And your purpose is to change and transform all of the community so the kingdom rule and reign can be flowing. Amen. All right. Okay. Let me put that there. That's all the scriptures. Mm. Purpose. Someone say purpose. All right. Got that? 
Too many people go through life not fulfilling their purpose. If you think about in the Bible, all the great wars, they weren't for nothing. They were for a purpose. God had chosen David to take out Goliath. David uh, raised up an army of 400 to go and take out the tribes that were offspring of the giants. That's why you see them slaying and killing, because this deformed, distorted uh, version of humanity, I've got to read, we've got to go back to this later, had now grown because the chosen uh, race of humanity, God's chosen people, didn't rise up. And so what was left to just grow and be unchecked was all these uh, Nephilim and Raphaim, these know that, eh? The fallen ones. These are angels that inbred and had sex with humanity, and they birthed out giants. Someone say giants. Are giants real? You understand? And so God had to raise up a new breed of humans that were full of faith and fire and knew their purpose to slay, to cull out um, that doctrine, that distorted, perverted race. Everyone say amen. amen. There's a purpose to them. Abraham had to change. His name changed from Abraham to Abraham. There was purpose in that. It was for a purpose. Have you ever heard that saying? Did you do it on purpose? Did you just do it on purpose? <laughs> Did you come to church on purpose or on accident? <laughs> Feels like accident sometimes, eh? When you first start, oh, I accidentally got here. No, it's actually on purpose. Do you understand? You've got to do your finances on purpose. Don't do them on accident. That's a terrible financial plan. I did my finances on accident. <laughs> do it on purpose. This, uh, are you getting, getting it? Jacob, was, his name was changed to Israel. There was a purpose behind that. To birth out the nation of Israel. Saul became Peter. Purpose, is this right? Samuel became the man of God. Elisha became the prophet also under Elijah. Everyone say purpose. There are things that you are going through. Some of it's for purpose. Some of it's because you keep wanting to do it in accident. You have to understand both. I accidentally didn't make it to church. That's not purpose. I accidentally didn't stay married and commit adultery. Yeah, that's an extreme one. <laughs> that's extreme. I accidentally uh, got drunk. Well, then don't do it on accident. Do it on purpose. Don't get drunk, but do. Is this all right? Someone say purpose. There was a great, yeah, so many battles in the Bible. Noah, the flood, that was God's purpose. Joshua, yeah, giant killing campaign. I'm sharing some guys, some names of men that lived on purpose in the Bible. Joshua, man, he was the man. Joshua and Caleb, they slayed all these tribes of giants. Slayed them, wiped them off the earth. David was a slayer. Our purpose drives us to. Yes, you didn't know your purpose before Jesus. You must know your purpose. Not in theory, but in experience. Got that? Have you experienced your purpose? Someone, some people think a purpose is a destination. It can be, but it's also part of the journey. Tower going hard out there or come down. Um, let me go back again. To say you know your purpose and just think about knowing your purpose is different to demonstrating your purpose. Someone say demonstrate. That means activate. 
Have you actioned your purpose this week? Have you activated? Have you engaged? You understand? God requires an investment from me. Yes. I wrote down heaps of, heaps of things here. Yes, realign the church to the main purpose, the reason why we have the church. Why do we even have the church? Do you know why? It's not so we can all get together and find your wife and your husband. It's probably the best place to find it, than the pub. But, or the crack house, or whatever. Why do we have the church? The church is the vehicle for the kingdom. Don't stay on church mode. When we have this other mode, kingdom. I was, I was driving a digger yesterday, and it's got this button. And, and you push it, and then the digger goes fast. It's far better than going slow. You're crawling, tick, 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 man. Tick, tick. Starts to kick in. That's the same in God. You can stay in little wee church congregation, or you can step into kingdom and become a son of the kingdom. Where you start being a mountain-moving, shaking person uh, that God uses. I'd rather do that than waste my time stuck in the four walls. That's just me sharing about me. But what do you want to do? Where do you want to be? Do you want to still be stuck in the four walls? David took the men from the cave out of it. Don't go back to the cave. Don't get stuck in the cave. I want to go back to my cave. Your man cave. Yeah. Amen. Experience it. I will build my church. Mm. Go past. Yeah. That's beautiful. Wow, there's heaps of notes on this thing. Wrote heaps down. You right, church? For this cause, I was born. Keep getting asked, are you going to stand in politics again? Of course. Not because I have a political ambition. I have a kingdom ambition. I don't have a political ambition. I'm not going to turn into a politician. No way. I'm a kingdom man. You understand? We carry Christ, you and I. And so, um, shall I get involved in the, the Marae Trust? Yes. Why? To bring kingdom. Should I go to that party? Make sure that you're free from drugs and alcohol. Yes. To bring kingdom. Don't do it if you can't handle it. Okay? Wisdom. But, church, your purpose. You've got to You've got to go from dreaming and thinking about it to demonstrating. There has to be demonstrated. You've got to show your children that you are a man and a woman of purpose. Because what do they see? What did they see last week? And, you know, people push this off for oh, later on and next year and uh, at the end of this rotation and at the end of that. Just do it now. Don't worry about the end of rotation. Do it now. Don't worry about um, figuring it all, out, it all out. Just do it now. You know, you'll figure it out. Part of the beautiful thing about walking with God, it's a step of faith. Anyone here ever taken a step of faith? How did that feel? When you don't know, you're like, oh, Lord, I don't know. Faith, you step out, and then the ground gets hard, and you go, oh, I can stand here. Okay, next step, faith. Oh, that's how it is when you start to walk in your purpose. But then you walk confidently knowing that God's got you, and you're stepping in faith. And so wherever you go, it's all set up for you. Is this all right? Someone say purpose. I know my purpose. It's to build the church and advance the kingdom. Everything else goes into that. 
my business, my time, my talent, my treasure, my energy goes into that. Building this church, you guys, building you up so that you can advance the kingdom, so that you can realize your purpose, Christ in you, and all these things. Got that? I don't do this because I want to talk. Because if I had my way, I wouldn't be doing this. That's right. Just sharing. But I know my purpose, so I have to do it. If I had my way, I wouldn't do a lot of things. But I know my purpose, so I have to do a lot of things. You do heaps, Pastor. This little, um, what do you call it? My flesh man inside goes, I don't want to. <laughs> then my spirit man goes, slap. You listen. Yeah, that's what it does. If I want to do heaps, my spirit man, my, my little flesh man's going, because you won't. Oh. My spirit man goes, you're bigger than that. Slap. Yep. I'm called for greatness. <laughs> that's what comes out. This is right. You all need to rise up in our God-given purpose. One man can set a thousand to flight. What can two men do? Ten thousand, the Bible says. But when only one man's doing it, it's always only going to be limited. And so you've got to come into your purpose. You've got to come into the realization of what God wants you to do for your life. And now, right now, with the whole political landscape, you should be showing up with the billboards if you're a kingdom person. Heck, should never miss church, should never miss whatever. But that stuff's elementary. And if I can be honest, I don't look. The elementary means baby level. Koangareo, kindergarten. Elementary. I don't even want to talk on that level. That is not take over. That is uh, still trying to get to church. And hey, you come in like that. You know, Paul the Apostle said, I can't speak to you as, I have to speak to you, sorry, as spiritual babies. Pepes. Got that? Paul the Apostle had to come down because he couldn't give meat of revelation. So for us as a church, we must get to a capacity where we can handle the meat. We can handle the cause. And so you've got to grow yourself. You've got to do purpose, purpose will sort your attitude up. My attendance got sorted out 20 years ago. I'm dependable. I'm covenanted and planted. Nothing will stop me from coming to church. Not you or your cousins or anyone in any of the rows in the church. <laughs> not the sun, not the moon, the stars, not a flat tire, not an attitude, um, not a whatever, not a venue. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I look past that because I see purpose. Is this right? Guys, the venue will change. You think we made it? We ain't made it. We're just walking along the path. The venue will change. Then it will get bigger. Why? Because that's purpose. Build, what does God say? Fruitful, multiply. So I don't see the church I see today. You might. I don't. When you go to Auckland, I've said it to some of you the first time you've been to Auckland. That's what I think church is. Been in there for decades. All we got here is humble beginnings. But it's great humble beginnings. But we've got to now mobilize and step into kingdom purpose so that we can permeate society, bring the brothers out of the Satan's camp into the kingdom, patch them up with the cause, the purpose, and then unleash them on society. And so we're far cry from what this church should be doing, what we should be doing. Not what you want to do, what we should be doing. Not what you want to do. What should you be doing? Not what you want to do. <laughs> what? 
shepherds. I don't want to. If we all live like that, selfish. Christ will never get expressed through. It's better to give. Someone say give. Part of your purpose is to give. <laughs> oh. So that's it. We've got to realign. Let me just check. Amen. Take time. Yeah. What is your purpose, church? Demonstrate. We used to have, uh, I used to break dance back in the days, eh? And we had a uh, all sorts of names. You know how you make up names for crews? You know, I don't know how many names we had. Um, one of them was DMS. Demonstrate my style. That's what it was. You just can take it. I'll be your leader if you start a new crew. No, take it. And it was about this. Demonstrate your style. Demonstrate your kingdom. Do you in the purpose. We haven't seen the best you yet. You haven't. Maybe you have a dream and a vision that God's given you inside or know what you're meant to do, whether it's great things for God or whatever. That's cool inside. But what's come outside? What's happening out, out of you? In the peripherals, Monday to Saturday, what happened this week? What did you do for God this week? Is this all right? What did you only do for you? Sorry I'm going down this track. This was never my thing. I love the purpose. It fires me up. You heard that you've seen the scriptures? My will, my food is to do the will of my Father. Feed me up. And so that's why. So I love our church. So I love our apostle. So I love what we do. I love trying to take on the government. That's funny. And I want to see that is quite actually quite fun. Protesting, man, that was cool. Protesting. Riding motorbikes down streets and when you're not meant to and associating when they said no gathering. That was great fun. You know what I mean? Having church when they said you're not allowed to have church. My move by purpose or by what? Amen. So You've got to know your God-given purpose. I've given you scriptures there. You've heard the revelation. God's probably been speaking to you. But what are you going to do about it? You know, are we going to take flight? Is this church going to take flight? Are we going to launch? Or are we grounded? I'm going to jump planes if we stay grounded. What does that mean? doesn't mean change churches. It means I'm going to get a jet. No. Harley? No. All right. You're right, church? Got the crux of the word? Your God-given purpose. Because each and every single one of you, God has invested in you unique gifts, personal, all of that stuff that's in you. He's, he's fashioned you like that so that you can express Christ God, the purpose of the kingdom, your way. And when you express and the person down the road from you expresses, that blesses the church and encourages everyone else to rise up and then go out the four walls and start, un I was going to say, let off clips. Start unleashing those clips, see? Unloading. Start blazing. Are you fired up? You're ready to unleash God, the God-given purpose in your life? You don't have, man, Jesus was having a go when he was 12. Then David had a go when he was 16, 17. Joseph was the same. You don't, there's no age limit. Go for it. As a man thinks, so is he. What are you thinking about? Does the purpose drive you? You don't have to wait for me to tell you. You don't have to wait. You can just faith it. Faith it. Everyone say faith. I don't wait for the apostle to tell me to stand. 
He went, oh, the polit- political, Mike, the, your area will be when we're doing the man-up relief. Man, there's a real climate, eh, for political change. I knew what he was getting at straight away. Catch it. Yep, there is. I'm glad I'm standing, Apostle. Said, what? Yeah, I'm standing for pol- Parliament here. Oh, me? Who for? For who for? <laughs> for, um, look to pass Hannah. For Vision New Zealand, if they let me. <laughs> Ma said, that's a great idea, Mike. Is this all right? I initiated. A son initiates. When you walk on purpose, you're initiating all the time. Birthing this out. You're not waiting. Man. Again, waiting is elementary level. Initiating, you're starting to walk now in faith. So go and initiate. Instigate. Instigate has, from my childhood, uh, some bad things around it. But anyway, instigate. What are we up to? What are we up to? Turn to your neighbor and go, neighbor and go, up to. Up to. What are you up to? What are you up to? And not the, I'm going to have a sneaky feed. <laughs> not those up tos. Have your feed. But what are you up to? What are you up to? I'm taking that word from pastor and I'm going to go and uh, rock my sign all by myself on the roundabout. Amen. I'll join you. You know what I mean? Are you? Yeah. Can I take your signs? Because <laughs> I only got one. And I'm going to bring my mates. I said I'd take them to lunch, but I'm tricking them. Where's lunch? On the roundabout. Can't eat this again. Here's your sign. What? Vote, vision, freedom. Is this all right? Yeah? Amen, church. Get hot on purpose, church. It'll help you. When you know your purpose, you know what career you're meant to take and not to take. But um, yeah, that's us. That's us, church. All right. Let's all stand. Let's give the Lord a round of applause. Amen. Yeah, purpose. The purpose remains the same. It doesn't matter what season, it doesn't matter how old you are, you're always called to build the church and advance the kingdom. Got that? It doesn't matter how old you get, how skinny you get, how big you get, what house you're in, what car you drive, that'll all change. But the one thing remains the same. That's God's purpose on your life. That'll never change. So let's pray. Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Father, we thank you. You called and chose us, each and every single one of us. Filled us with magnificent faith, fire the Holy Spirit, and purpose. So, Father, we just bless you this morning. Father, we thank you. We know what we're called to do. Build the church and take over. To permeate society with the revelation of Jesus. To bring hope uh, to the hopeless. To bring faith for those in fear and freedom to everyone who's bound up. So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, I pray for this church, every single person in this room, that they would rise up. Father, I pray that you give them a situation, an opportunity to demonstrate purpose, an opportunity to speak, to realign, to correct, to help, to encourage. And thank you, Lord, that as they give, that you would fill them afresh with new food, new revelation. Bless their health. In the beautiful name of Jesus, someone say amen. Awesome.